You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today's guest, special guest, I'm going to start calling him a friend of the show. I mean, he's not even a guest anymore. He's just a friend of the show. Uh, Radio Ready, what's up? What's up, Chuck West? I'm back, man. Sports. Yo, listen. Yes, uh, thank you for the show. I love that. I love that. So we got to talk sports, man. Mainly, primarily, we're going to probably talk about the NBA because there's just so many, so many wrinkles, so many Mm -hmm. uh, late developing things happening in the world of NBA. Uh, First of all, when we last talked about the NBA, I I have to call you out. When we last yeah. talked about the NBA, you were a little pessimistic of anything happening. Now, you could still be right, by the way, because, you know, like, yeah. Adam, like Adam Silver said the other day, he's given the players a week to decide whether they're in or out. So, mm-hmm. um, but when we last spoke, you were pretty adamant about there being a season at all. And now right. that we're here... I, you know, I had an idea about how they should have played in a Mamba Academy and all these things, but they are ended up at, you know, Orlando. So mm-hmm. uh, Disney World, Orlando. So uh, before we get into all the new details and all the stuff that's developing now, let's just kind of go back and now just get your mindset on where we are now as far as the NBA, as far as potentially playing games again. Yeah, I remember too what we talked about is – also, even if a champion is crowned this year, if they do play, is it still going to really matter? You know, is it the same? Is it the same thing? And I remember I talked, and then I think after Charles said the same thing, there's no point to have a season, you know, unless uh, – or somebody. But uh, I love basketball. I would love for there to be NBA basketball. No matter who wins this year, though, even if it's my love Celtics, will I look at it the same way as a – you know, championship that was the AB2 season grind and, you know, three months off. I wouldn't. Um, but as far as what's going on now, man, I'm just telling you, last time we, it was about a month, a, month, a little, I want more, I want basketball, Chuck. You know, just give me anything <laughs> right now. I'm watching Korean baseball. So there's where I'm at right now. I'm watching uh, last so, night. You know, I would love to be wrong. I, I want to be wrong. Yeah, I mean, last night – that's funny you say he's watching Korean ba- baseball. We're kind of finding these little muses to uh, get our attention at the time, at the moment, when it comes to competitive, yeah. competitive anything. And I, I was watching – it's funny you say that. I was watching uh, uh, the Titans or whatever, the show that The Rock is on. That, so it's like kind of like a, a, like a face-to-face gladiator type of event, and it's on NBC. Yeah. And uh, it's like gladiator, essentially. But it's really good. Like, it's really competitive. It's, it, I was watching it last night on Hulu, and I was like, man, I felt a little of those competitive juices starting to flare where that feeling that you get that only sports can give you, I was getting that with that show. And it felt good. And then it made me think, like, man, I miss this feeling. I really do miss this feeling. <laughs> like, the feeling that you can only get mm-hmm. from sports, you know, that, that when you just light up inside and you start feeling, you know, like, you want to challenge yourself, you know, to do something competitive or something like that. But that's what, that's what sports does to, to humans. We need it. We really need it for, you know, our mental, (laughs) like we need it. 
But um, yeah, Especially like like you now, said, I'm yeah. You. But like you said, with just the the NBA and where we are now, I mean, so for those of you who've lived under a rock for the past week or two, uh, let me give you a quick recap. The NBA, Adam Silver and Company, the Players Association, they've all decided to go with the season. Now the season will take place essentially in a bubble, and. Disney World or Disney is it Disney World or Disneyland? I always get them confused. Disney World. Disney, Disney World. World. So Disney World Orlando. So all the games are going to be held there in Disney World Orlando. And they're going to be, I mean, pretty much on lock and key. This is more of a, let's say it's a camp that you can't leave for two and a half months. That might sound horrible, but the good things that come with that camp that you can't leave is all the really, really good amenities that come with it. Like mm-hmm golfing because there's a golfing course there i mean if you haven't been to disney world it's essentially its own city i mean its own town essentially so they have golf courses they have water if you want to go and so it's like okay we're all conjugating together but we're getting all these vip amenities so let's just look at it that way so you got the fishing you got the golfing they're gonna have their own private dj they're gonna be able to bring their family members they're gonna be able to potentially bring their pets I mean, any and everything you can think of, down to spas, down to personal chefs, down, I mean, anything you could possibly think of to, to pamper a professional athlete, a million-dollar professional athlete. So, yes, you get to be locked down for two months, but with all the special amenities, it does sound a little intriguing to at least give it a try. What do you think? I think you can tell that people think about even just in my position, uh, you know, just getting back to radio and after a while, how much you want to be there, you know, we get, yeah, their athletes are paid millions of dollars and you can kind of, I'm sure most of them just really want to play basketball, man. Most of these athletes, they want to get back to playing. Uh, that's why they'll do, it's totally un, an uncomfortable situation. I'll say that because you're in one place and you really have to stay there. Your family has to stay there. It's for what, three months about something like that. It's about two, two and a half months, depending on, your position in playoffs. If you're out, you'll be, you're not doing two months, but if, yes. you're, if you're in, if you're making a deep run, like we expect the Clippers or LeBron or the Bucks, these types of teams to make deep runs, it's, they're potentially going to be there all the way, potentially up until Halloween. <laughs> right. And then, and then the next, next year won't start till December um, yes. next season. So, so as far as this is, it's interesting. Is it next, is it next year or this year? This year, yeah. This so year, next season yeah. would start in December rather than this October. Year. So this will mess everything up. But as far as your question, go, going back to your question, how do I feel about it? I think it's kind of cool. I'm glad they chose Orlando because, remember, it was Vegas. You actually did have – I like the Mamba Academy, by the way. That was kind of cool. But they can't fit. Only, only Disney World would have been able to fit or Vegas. Um, oh, they, great you know, idea. They didn't go to, yeah, so I love it. And they did choose Orlando over Vegas for a reason, because less people get in trouble, let's be real. Um, but, you know, Chuck, I think uh, I, it's, it's, it's going to have some hiccups. No, Players yeah, are going to try to leave. Players yes, are going to try to leave, yes. definitely. I'm We're glad you said that. that so. that's, mm-hmm. that's, and that's the, um, that's the tricky part, because the incentive really is up to the players. It's like, okay – now we really put the concept of team sports, professional team sports, up to, to, for everyone to see. How much do you actually care about your team? How much 
are you in this for your team and not just yourself? And that's what's going to be put out and display for people to see. Because if you risk it by leaving the bubble, <laughs> I keep calling Disney World the bubble, but it is. At, uh, it really Philly, is. If it really you is. risk leaving the bubble, you risk the chance of your team being eliminated from the playoffs. Because once you leave, you have to go back into a 10 to 14 day quarantine period. It's essentially like having an injury. So to risk it just because you might want to go downtown Orlando and, and go to a, a bar or something and be around people it's that ladies, yeah, yeah be around some ladies and that will potentially cost your team a championship. Mm-hmm. So stakes are going to be even higher once that whole once this whole thing starts so like you said there's going to be some players that's going to risk it because they can't help themselves but at least they'll be you know contained and be in in, in, in in an isolated area where they can kind of get control of it whereas vegas it's a lot different because it's a strip and it's more open to the public whereas disney world if you've ever been there it's isolated it's its own town Mm -hmm. No, it really, it's a small town, yes. but, but it, so it's know, easier yeah. to isolate that particular location, whether than rather than trying to isolate a, a strip down in like downtown Las Vegas, like, come on with casinos everywhere. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, that's, we talk about, we was talking about the last dance of Michael Jordan and trust me, that's a playground for players. Like, you know, to get into all kind of crazy mischief. Like, it's called Sin right. City for a reason, you know? Especially when you've got all that power and, and, and that fame. Yep. Sin City is your oyster, man. Yeah, you know and then I mean? the football season will, be, will start. So then you'll have, you know, the Raiders playing. And it's just too risky. Like, it's just you don't want to have a bunch of people around when you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You just want to have the people that need to be around each other. And that's why yeah. Disney Orlando works. It does. It does. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, they got, they set it up as best as they could, but now there seems to be, uh, you know, some players who don't want it to happen. Perfect segue. I mean, so LeBron, obviously LeBron and company, as far as this Chris Paul, all the superstar, quote unquote, superstar players, they all pretty much agreed like, Hey, we need to get back to work. We need to, you know, start playing again. Cause you know, these guys have been out what, four months now. It's been a long time. I mean, when they start playing, just over three. Yeah. Yeah, So when they seventeenth of uh, March. Yeah. So when they start playing, it'll actually be like probably five months out of action. So Mm -hmm. that in itself is difficult because all the chemistry, all the newer teams that got together, and you know, like the Lakers and the Clippers, and they're going to be at a decided disadvantage because they needed all this chemistry, especially with the Lakers, because they built up their chemistry. They were doing really well before we stopped. You know, they had a good chemistry going. Clippers were still working on their chemistry because Paul George was out hurt pretty much the whole year. And, you know, Kawhi with his issues on and off, the low managing. But now it's like a clean slate. Everyone has to get their chemistry back. Everyone is also starting off healthy. There's no injuries. There's none. There's no excuses. So, Kawhi, you've had five months to rest. Your knees should be fine. (laughs) Paul George, your hamstrings. Should be fine. If they're not fine now, then something's wrong. Because mm-hmm. five months, you've had time to rest up that those bulky hamstrings. You've had time to rest up those rotator cuffs because he had rotator cuff surgery in the offseason. That's why he took so long to come back. 
everyone, that's why he couldn't shoot for a while. Yeah, no, that's why he couldn't shoot. Everyone starts with a clean slate. So it'll be interesting to see once they get into the mad dash to the championship, who will be the final couple teams, final few teams standing. I mean, what do you think the final four at the end of the day is going to be from this asterisk written? Do we know what? We don't know exactly how it's set up, right? Like, so I don't know. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We have no idea. (laughs) We have no idea. Because you got, again, it's 22 teams total, but 13 are West, nine are East. Uh, So I'll say my, the the teams that I I just think who were, who were gelling, I'm just going to go by the last time they played. Ah, definitely Lakers. Um, I got to go with the Celtics just because they were gelling. I got a whole, I got a whole nother theory with them. So yeah, keep going. (laughs) You know, Good pick. You know, I mean, uh, J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were playing at a phenomenal level. They were talking about Jason Tatum was player of the month. So the last month. Just, and real quick on know. Jason Tatum, I seen a stat line uh, the other day, and he was – they said something crazy, like his last 15 games that ended yes. towards the, the shutdown, he was averaging 29 and a half points uh, and something, some other crazy stat in his last 15 games. Like, he yes. was just balling out of his mind. I've watched those games where he played the Lakers, even Houston. Just mm-hmm. dominating performances where they couldn't stop him. They couldn't do anything with him. Like, and that's what I think Danny was like, okay, this is what I've seen. This is what I envisioned when I first drafted this kid out of Duke. When I traded the number one pick. He did. To go to three. He did. Instead of Markel Fultz, who, as we know, has fizzled out already. This is true. Great, great move. Man, right Jason Stark, VP. So I'm going to go with Celtics, Lakers, but this is, you know, they're not playing each other. So Celtics, Lakers, you know who I really do like? I know this is, this is going to, this is a shocker. It's Portland Trailblazers. And I'm going to tell you why. You talk about health. They're all going to be healthy now together. And I don't know, something about, especially just the way Dane, I think he'll thrive in this, Dane Lillard, in my opinion. You know, um, and, man, it's so funny because I hope they don't play in the first round. But, you, you know, I've been watching a lot of – a lot of I, I heard a lot of players aren't really practicing. We heard yeah. about that. Like, some weren't. Yeah. I'll tell you who's looking really good is uh, Ben Simmons. And I think Philly, if they get it together, I'm telling you, man, those are my uh, – I gave you two sleepers and, and two, like, solid picks. But I really do, especially in this format – it's really up for anybody. I really feel like that. So, so okay, if we keep the regular traditional Eastern, Western Conference uh, bracketing system, I have to put Lakers-Clippers. That was my pick before mm-hmm. the year even started. I had Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference yeah. Finals. Yeah. And I'm going to go Boston-Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, Milwaukee's just great. I mean, they probably have the best team chemistry in the entire league. I mean, that's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, if anything, this uh, this long vacation, if you want to call it, or break, you want to call it, is given, you know, a team like Milwaukee, you know, more time to rest up guys. Maybe like Middleton had a couple injuries. Uh, uh, also, Bledsoe had a couple injuries. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, this is perfect for them in regards to, you know, building up, you know, getting being healthy at least. Now, the Celtics – well, you named – you just – like, see, that's the whole point. You named the top four teams in the league anyway. We got the Bucks, the Clippers, the Lakers, and then, you know, you can either go the Celtics or if you want to go – even Raptors had a great season. But I just think this format is going gonna, is gonna to change that. I think I, – I, 
It's not that I don't, we don't believe in Milwaukee. So we don't think we don't even think we don't even think that they're going to do the traditional formatting, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You think that, they don't know where yeah. they're seated? I think they have to play a certain amount of games, yeah. and then they're going to seed them. But it, as it currently stands, how can it be the same format when it's only twenty-two teams, and you can't, you don't have enough teams in the East to even make an even split? You know, so if you got yeah. thirteen West, so somebody from the East and the West are playing first round. Yeah, and we don't know how it's going to go. I bet you it might be one through twenty-two. You never know, and then it just go oh, boom, boom. I just really hope. Be. I just really hope that the rumored bracket, whatever system that they were floating out there, isn't happening because it is so unbelievably unfair for the Bucks and for the Clippers and ridiculously unfair for LeBron and the Lakers. Like the, the one, the one bracket that I seen, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. It had the Lakers avoiding a lot of the good teams. And then it had the Bucks going through a, a, a tough road, you know, where they have to go through the Celtics and things like that and potentially play some Western conference team. And I'm saying to myself, well, the Bucks got the best record in the league. How do they get the short end of the stick? And what, what are we doing? Why are we helping LeBron again? I'm sorry. Are we helping LeBron? Are we because we yes. want because we want LeBron Always. in the finals? That's that's we want it. LeBron in Orlando too. That's yes. the key. Yes. This if if LeBron stepped out like Kyrie did and said, "Hey, you know I have issues with this. We shouldn't play. The whole thing's over." Guaranteed. Oh, one thousand percent. Because look at what they're it's doing. Over. The 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 rumored so. uh, lineup is favoring the Lakers and LeBron. Out of every team. It's mm-hmm. like almost a surefire shot straight to the finals. And they do this stuff all the time for LeBron. I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, like, anyway. They did it for Jordan, too, though. I don't know about that. You don't think so? You don't think so? We, we watched the last dance. We seen those yeah. Knicks teams. That Knicks team was good. There wasn't any true, layups, true. really. You know what I'm saying? So, but, like, back to your Portland point. That's a sleeper team. Portland and, like, the Celtics are sleeping. No one's really talking about them. They're like, ah, you know, they could make a run, especially in the Celtics' case. They could make a run, but eh, do we really expect it? And when I'm saying to myself, why wouldn't we expect it? They play all the top teams tough. They've either beaten them or played them tough to the, to the end as far as the L is concerned. They play the Lakers tough. They play the Bucks tough. So they beat the Clippers. So why couldn't they win this whole thing? Like, like the perception is a little wonky to me because everyone's obsessed with LeBron and 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 you know and Ka- and Kawhi, you know that's what everybody want to see. Oh, actually, I think the Clippers are on the other side of that rumored side with the Bucks. I don't think they're on the same bracket as the Lakers. So that's what I. I'm sorry, this is a side note, but yeah, I think the Lakers would avoid the Clippers on their side, on their end, where their lineup is. And the way that I seen the rumored lineup, it would potentially have the Clippers going against the Lakers in the finals, not the Western Conference finals, but the finals. So this is like some projected, uh, jumbly, new experiment that they're doing where they're going away from the traditional Western Conference, Eastern Conference. So if that is the case, right back to what I said, if that is the case, that is a huge advantage for LeBron. A huge advantage. If he gets to avoid the Clippers on his way to the finals, like, mm-hmm. come on, and the Bucs? How's that fair? How's that fair at all? Like, you know, so I'm hoping. And how's that good? How's that good for, it's not. see, I think. But it's we good need, for we business. Need Matt, we need, 
I think we need major matchups, though, especially during this time. I think uh, when subscribe to that, like, uh, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I don't want Clippers, Lakers, NBA Finals. Like, that's the last thing I would want because then that would – we're already going into this season with an asterisk to it, right? But then if you say, oh, by the way, this two Western teams played, I, I don't know how I would feel about right. that. It's not right. And, and I'm hoping that it, it stays a little closer to the traditional, uh, the, the traditional uh, system. So we'll see how that plays out. But just real quick, back to Portland. They're going to come back fully healthy. And they added mellow. So people are not paying attention to that. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's going to come in healthy. The, the big guy uh, in the middle is coming back. What's his name? Not Jokic. Nurkic. Uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. Yep. Nurkic is coming back. The kid Collins nice is too. coming back. Remember, Collins got hurt. I think he you know, mm -hmm. blew an Achilles or something. And he's coming back. So you got two bigs coming back to align to line them up aside. Um, what's his name? Whiteside. So you still got mm -hmm. you got Whiteside, Collins, and Nurkic coming to pit. That's your bigs. So they would match up pretty good against a team like the Lakers, who has who's no doubt big uh, a big front court. You know, with mm -hmm. Dwight and Javale and um, I can't remember the other uh, big player they have, but. Portland would be a really nice matchup against the Lakers if they have all their bigs back with Collins, Nurkic, and Whiteside. So that would be interesting. And then, of course, you got Damon mm -hmm. McCollum playing backcourt. Now, there you, go. We, you know, like, that's going to be a long day for uh, A.B. That's, by the way, that's the best, best backcourt right now in the league since, you know, Clay is injured. Clay is injured. playing yeah. currently. Yep. Uh, seriously. Yep. CJ and Dame, and the great thing is they play great when it matters. They're fourth quarter players, both of them. So especially if they keep it a best of seven, you know, the Portland Trailblazers will wear your ass down. Paul, seriously though, they will. That's what they do. And I think Dane's more confident than ever. I think they're clicking and like having Nurkic back is a big, big deal because he's Jokic, uh, you know. Poor man's Jokic. A, a, a diet, there you go, a diet. Diet, yeah, a diet, a diet Jokic. It's, it's like it's it's the same, not quite the same thing. Uh, and that's what he can't do everything, but he still has like he he's a game changer. Which yeah, and, and and the thing is, the Collins and specifically Collins and Nurkic's game is very uh very well suited to play against the Lakers because they're both stretch fives. They can get out mm -hmm. of the paint and they can shoot three pointers. You know, so yeah. now you're taking JaVel out the paint. You're taking Dwight out the paint in no man's land, essentially. So now the paint JaVale is open. McGee. Yeah, right? So now the, now the paint is open for the backcourt, for Dame, and for McCollum. So that would be a tough series for the Lakers. I'm not saying that the Lakers will lose against Portland, but I'm saying that I would be surprised if it's a six-game series. I would like to see that as uh, even – of course, we all want to see Clippers-Lakers play each other. I do. For real. But not in NBA has Finals, to that's all. Yeah, yeah, it has to happen. So, uh, and then to your Celtics, yeah. to uh, pivot to your Celtics real quick. They're like the sleeping giant to me. Like, they're, they're that, that, that little underhanded – if I was a betting man and I, w I had the money to bet at Vegas, I would definitely bet the odds in the Celtics because they're good enough to beat these other teams that we're talking about, especially mm -hmm. in a seven-game series. Not no five-game series. We're talking seven mm -hmm. games. They're good enough to beat these teams. And the fact that they're not talked about as much or the fact that they're kind of like 
thrown to the wayside. Like, oh, yeah, you know, they could do it. They could. But uh, we don't expect anything like that. And I'm saying to myself, yeah. like, really? I watched mm-hmm. these guys play all these teams, and they play them very well. So I'm like, and then they're healthy. Remember, Marcus Smart was hurt, had battling injuries, you know, and Jalen Brown was battling injuries toward the end of the year. Now all of these guys are coming back healthy. So, you know, now Gordon Hayward gets another five months. So, uh, yeah, that <laughs> – No love for that Gordon. One hurt. You know what, why that one hurt? No love for Gordon. Gordon. No, 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 not at all. He was playing the best basketball he's played in two years, three years, before, before we had the, the stoppage. Like, he was killing it. He – I worry about because he was just getting back in a rhythm. You know, like really finding his way, um, especially last year, you know, it wasn't fair. He was coming back from an injury, but also playing with Kyrie. And you know how that decimated the team, let's be real. But even Kemba Walker, these are big big shot players who didn't really have a team. Kemba never really had a team. He had to do it himself and still did a lot for Charlotte. So all these guys you're mentioning are also, they're different. In other words, it's not like they're just playing especially being a Celtic. This is what Celtics look for a certain type of person, a certain type of player. You could just tell they, they're, they're more competitive, I say, than most. I, I really do. I think that's the Absolutely. keys. We put a team. Marcus Smart is – the reason he's always injured because he's always diving on the ground. He's always doing this. He'll do everything that a championship team needs. There's no Marcus Smart out there, in my opinion. Uh, you could say Patrick Beverly, sort of, but not game changer like Marcus Smart as far as is like oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, in a seven-game series, and that's the one thing I'm grateful for, Chuck, is that they are going to keep the playoffs the same length. I, I'm not sure about the first round, but I'm glad it's not a one-off because no. the best wouldn't win. No. You, you can't do that. Like, basketball isn't built to work like that. Basketball mm-hmm. is built to work in, you know, five- to seven-game series. And I think I, I hinted on this last time we spoke on here. And I, I would really love to go back to the five-game series on the on the in the first round, because a lot of times those first round uh, those first round matchups are just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just throwaways. You know, they're a bunch of gentlemen sweeps, four to totally ones, agree. and it's like that's a money doing? thing. Yeah, it, that's oh, a money oh, 100%. thing. hundred percent. That's why they did that. They added it. They added it to get more money, more revenue, not only for TV but across the gate. But the uh, yeah, thing is, no one, no one really pays attention to the – we do because we're true fans of the NBA. So we pay attention. But the casual viewer, the casual fan, don't pay attention to the first round. You know, mm-hmm. especially the, given the fact that the best teams are playing the worst teams and upsets rarely ever happen. And that's the one thing I do appreciate about a sport like the NBA is that the best team usually wins. Whereas in other sports like football, especially football or college basketball, where you have hey. a lot more one-offs, uh, that doesn't Wild card teams win all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, wild card teams win all the time in football because they got hot at the right time, and it's one game. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, so in that saying, saying all that, it's going to be interesting. It's all going to be interesting to see how this thing uh, maps out. But – on to that, you did set me up with a nice transition like 20 minutes ago, so I'm going to get to that transition to Kyrie. Uh, we got to talk Kyrie. So mm-hmm. the Players Association, like I said before, Adam Silver and the league all agreed that, hey, we're going to come back and we're going to play, I think it was, what, July 31st or something like that, July 25th, that week. And 
with Kyrie and company, they had a Zoom call. What, 100 players? Yeah. It's last Friday. And how, how the hell? I would have loved to have a screenshot of that Zoom call. Tell me about it. It was, it was said that that Zoom call featured a lot of B-level, C-level uh, NBA players. So their contention is that they don't want to play the game because of obviously the climate and what's going on with all the social unrest that's going on in the streets right now. Uh, as far as the obvious killing of you know, George Floyd on Memorial Day. And, of course, rest in peace. Yes. Yeah, and the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's just so much going on. The Black Lives Matter movement. Today, we're recording this. Black this Lives is on, Matter. This is on Juneteenth. We're recording yes, this. Yep. So that's a huge day. Should be a national holiday. Why it hasn't True. been is absolutely absurd. True. Um, but all of these things are oh, yeah, happening. But Christopher Columbus has a day. Listen, Ruddy, you know what it is, man. <laughs> you know what it is. Now, now we're here at the point now where everyone is like, hmm, this isn't right. Why are these things happening? Why do we have still all these Confederate uh, statues? And, you know, even uh, Nancy Pelosi in the House was saying – uh, today, like, or yesterday, talking about how they had to remove four paintings uh, for former Speaker of the Houses because they were serving in a Confederacy. How did that happen? Like, how would they, how were their portraits still up? <laughs> like, so this yeah. is, so this is what's, you know, the whole point is, this is the whole scope of things. Some players are hyper-focused on those things and they want to oh, use so. this time to, uh, I, you know, still advocate and, and get some progress done. So in their minds, they think halting play altogether would be a, a big impact in a, even more of a megaphone into getting the message out. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what the whole uh, thing is going on with the NBA far as one side not wanting to play and a, a smaller side, granted, not wanting to play versus a bigger side wanting to play so that's pretty much the whole thing um i will say this i've been holding on to it for a while i'm, Kyrie, I'm, on, I'm, I'm very curious Kyrie's a weird dude man let's just keep it all the way 100 now kendra perkins came out a couple days ago and kind of you know said some things uh of course kd didn't like it because kd doesn't like anything that has any type of and that's his criticism good friend. that's his good and friend. that's his good KD. friend yeah. KD, man, such a great player, but I can't stand his personality sometimes. Like, he mm -hmm. has... Both those guys. Yeah, they have unbelievable... Makes, makes sense they're friends. They have, yes. And inevitably, given their personalities, one of them are going to turn on each other. You book it. Voice okay. Junkie exclusive. KD, Juneteenth, uh, 2020. KD... Kyrie, one of them will turn on each other before the end of their contracts in Brooklyn. Mark my words. Their personalities are just too flippy floppy. You know, they're, that's the that's best word to use it. Flippy that's floppy. the best word. For real. No, like that's, it's the flip flop. One week they, you know, Kyrie will feel like this. They don't feel like this. Katie, same way. Um, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. Cause I, Chuck, mean, I am so curious on your I, opinion about Kyrie. He, so uh, I brought up Kendrick. Perkins only because he said that you know apparently Kyrie had the intention of coming to the bubble and because the Brooklyn Nets have an opportunity to make a run in the playoffs and 
Kyrie wanted to come mm-hmm. to the bubble in Orlando to support his team, obviously sit at the bench and cheer them on. Granted, he's cleared to play, but he doesn't want to play. So that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> he, he wanted to do that. And from what was said uh, through Kendrick Perkins is that he was shot down that he couldn't do that. He either had to play or not be there at all. And that is rumored to be one of the things that got him to want to speak out against having play at all. But that being said, it doesn't surprise me if it's, if we don't know if it's true or not, but it does come off as selfish. It does come off as if anyone who's tracked his career and followed him from Cleveland to Boston to Brooklyn, it doesn't really come off as something that is completely out of the purview of what Kyrie would do. If it, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I've always, before Kendrick spoke, I always thought that Kyrie, yes, I think he has uh, good intentions as far as him saying, hey, you know, we shouldn't play. We should try to, you know, support more, uh, you know, things in, in regards to the black community. And, you know, let's have a, our own league, which is ridiculous. And, but, you know, I understand that. I get what he's coming from. But where he loses me is – the fact that he doesn't have a plan. There's no plan. This is like, oh, we That's don't want to. Uh, we shouldn't play because in our minds, not playing, not showcasing our talents, not being given this enormous stage, this enormous stage of 20 plus, maybe 25 million people that's going to be watching because people are still going to be at home. Mm-hmm. How in the world is that not? going to be productive in spreading the message how like it doesn't make any sense and economically it doesn't make sense not to play because you're not going to get paid and if there's no season guys they're going to come back to the collecting bargaining table and they're going to change all the numbers because that's going to be billions of dollars down the damn tube so the fact that Kyrie's saying all these things without a plan is a little alarming to me because then i look at it well my crazy brain my crazy uh sometimes conspiratorial brain uh, <laughs> my my theory in my head is saying okay well Kyrie you didn't intend on playing this season anyway whether you were back to play or not you you didn't intend on playing the season you had the shoulder surgery which was minor soldier surgery it wasn't like a rotator cuff like Paul George but it was minor surgery like cleanup and you are pretty much sitting out for the rest of the year. So now that we're coming back to play, it's kind of going to make you look a little crazy because it's saying, well, you had your surgery a few months ago. We know you could play if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, you get what I'm saying? So to me, I think there is some selfishness to it. Two things could be right. People don't understand this. And it's not controversial. That's that's, That's having a nuanced perspective. A lot of times in society and culture, people think that two things can't be right. Like, it's just one thing and that's it. Like, Like, why can't, yeah, like, why can't Kyrie be genuinely concerned about the direction of the movement and not be selfish at the same time when it comes to his playing time and him potentially having to come back and play? And, And LeBron, again, their funny relationship, LeBron being the leader of the league pretty much, and when he goes, the league goes. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't look all coincidental. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, of course you're going to be on the, uh, uh, on the uh, opposite end of this. When LeBron's on this end, you're on this end. You get what right. I'm saying? So it just, no, it I just get, yeah. there's some selfishness in my opinion that's associated with this and his mindset. And, and again, I, again, I'm just, I don't know much. I don't have any research or anything like that. I'm just giving it my two cents from a distance and what I see, it does come off a little bit selfish. Mm-hmm. What do you think? First of all, I don't like how if Kendrick, you know, uh, Kendrick Perkins, when he responded to this, as soon as he says it, Katie calls him a sellout. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like that. Now, you got to also remember, Chuck, especially nowadays, very sensitive. So if it was a white guy speaking on this. It's different. Yeah. Of course, you know, I'm Black Lives Matter. I love, I, I'm, I'm Kyrie. Uh, what he's saying is, it, it, you know, it's, hey, it's admirable. I get it. I just don't believe him. How about that? I think this guy flip-flops like the wind. And you talk about he – so he wanted to be with his team, couldn't be with I'm, the team. I'm not so gonna, and I'm not gonna, not to play. I'm not gonna leave you on that boat by yourself. I'm, I'm there too. Okay, so here, here you go, Kyrie. You want to be with your team, right? Even though you're sitting out, how come Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, when the Celtics were there, you know, one game away from going to the NBA Finals a couple seasons ago, and you stayed home? You remember that? He stayed home. Everyone's so, forgot. Uh, everyone forgot this. Yeah, so, okay, uh, I'm just telling you, I know who Kyrie is. He would be the type of guy to go in front of Boston fans and go, I'm going to resign after this year if y'all need me. And then, and then I'm, I'm out of here going to real, Brooklyn. Real quick, I'm going to jump in. Year, like, real quick, I just want to put this in proper perspective for you guys listening at home. How would you feel? You play on a team, you're in a, any sport, you play on a team, you know how important a team is in, in, in any kind of sport, the camaraderie that comes with that. So your team gets to the quarterfinals or whatever, the, 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 the conference championship. In this case, it was a conference championship. At home, game seven, and your star player isn't even in the goddamn building to root on the team. How would you feel about that? You wouldn't feel, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't feel good about it. You wouldn't feel know. good about it, right? No. And he, he was definitely, he could have easily made it. Uh, I, th- I think at the time he was Instagramming or tweeting to uh, right, right around that time. So it's not like he just didn't show up. So, okay. That's, I guess my only point is Kyrie as a leader. No, he's not a leader of anything. I almost feel like sometimes he's always looking out for himself. Yes. But a- as far as, and that's just me just take away everything. I, whatever he's talking about, seriously, that's just how I feel about him where I just go, Oh man, here we go. Katie in a, in a similar way, you know, Katie's, you know, very, um, very sensitive guy. Very uh, thin skin. The, the thinnest think, skin uh, I've ever seen very, on a superstar player ever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I love Damian Lillard and, 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 you know, I don't know, you know, there's so many great leaders in the NBA um, from LeBron James, to Chris Pauls to, you know, Winky you know, go down the line. Uh, I just don't buy Kyrie as a leader. But again, this is a whole nother movement where it's bigger than basketball. So at the same time, I, I do have a hard time chucking nowadays, to be real with you, kind of even like, I, I don't know, it, whatever I say, if it's even going to be taken seriously, because I don't want to speak against something that's yeah, positive. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, want to yeah. speak against something that's positive. So maybe for the first time, yep. maybe for the first time, Kyrie's doing something that he really is behind and he means yep. it. I just don't buy it. But. Yep. 
So, so that's my, that's my point with Kyrie. I think Kyrie's got a little selfish intentions in this and, and you know what? And Hey, he's a human being. I get it. He could be, again, two things could be right. You could both be selfish and genuinely focused on the movement. Okay. You know, um, I would pay more attention to what Avery Bradley is saying, whereas he's, he's back on that side. He's on Kyrie's side. He's not a star player like Kyrie. So he's not being as focused on as Kyrie, but Avery Bradley had genuine concerns. You know, he, at least he said, you know, maybe we can support, you know, black vendors, more black vendors in this, in the, in the I, things like that, right. you know, better ideas. Can I say something too? you know, to, I really want to get this thought out because this is a, it, it really popped in my head how to say, it. you know, um, you could be for the same movement and just have different opinions on how to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's, that's, that's the whole thing is, is everybody, as far as you know, how we feel, Chuck, how, as, as long as we're all in the same mind state, it's just different ideas on how to, you know, especially the players themselves. I feel like they have different ideas on how to make a statement. You know, there's different or, ways or to just do to it. achieve the goal ultimately, you know? Yes. Yes. There's, and that's, that's what makes, uh, when you have a bunch of people, there's, you know, you got to discuss things, but you got to find, especially how the NBA did getting this league together. You know, it took a while because everybody had to be on the same page. So of course there's different opinions here and there, but, um, at the end of the day, I think just everybody needs to talk like, hey, what is the one, what should we do together? It seems a little divided, but I just think it's, it's more in, in a way, you know, it's just differences of just really how opinions. to. Yeah, differences, opinions on how to approach. How to do things. How, yeah. how to approach the movement, how to better get out genuine concerns about what's happening in the country to, you know, you know people of color. Those things, like, I, I totally get it. But again, gotta have a plan uh this is we're not going to eradicate systematic injustice systematic racism overnight it's not going to happen you know like this is like shannon sharp says it best you know 401 years of oppression like you're not we're not going to just wake up in the next morning and say hey if we stop playing games then racism is over or or things will just change because the nba stopped no it won't life will still go on you think uh, the Orange Clown in Chief watches NBA? No. There's people who don't even watch the NBA. So it behooves them to want to step away from this season without taking advantage of the huge stage that they're going to have to voice their opinions. To, to, you know, like, why would you give that up? It just doesn't make sense. Like, not only giving up the stage to get your message across, you're potentially giving up millions of dollars. What are you accomplishing? Like, yeah. the only thing you're accomplishing is sitting your ass home. I wonder if the owners want that secretly. Do you think they do? These old white owners? Because this is what I'm saying. As you talked about it, they can re-bargain that's a good, this happened, that, right? Yeah, that's a good theory. They might, they might want this secretly, to be honest. Like, that's like, a good hey, theory. All right. That's um, a good theory. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's true. Well, we know. No matter, no matter how great of, of their owners out there. Uh, it's all about the bottom line. Maybe you go Mark Cuban. But let's be real. Yeah, it's the bottom line. And they are, they're old. What do they call it? The uh, Good Boys Club or what do they call that? Good Old Boys you Club. Know good Old Boys Club, right? The old, the old, you know, from the old generation, the old values that really don't even make any sense anymore. They don't, align, they don't align with 
today's generation as far as how we look at things and how we approach things. Or people, period, man, just the way people are treated. That's the whole point is that's why Black Lives Matter is the whole point is, you know, for, as you say, 401 years, it's like people are not treated like people. You and know, it takes time. Um, These things takes time. You know, you have you need to, more ownership. You need more black ownership. ownership. That's you what need, you need. You need more black you executives. You need more yes. black executives. Uh, more people right. but you uh, of color in decision-making positions. Right. And I'm not talking about, you know, the minority owners where they own like 1% of the no. team. I'm talking about Michael Jordan and up level. Like people need to talking. You know, we're talking 50, 50% and up. We're talking 50% and up. You know what I mean? So, right. Well, I mean, Tyler Perry would be dope to get a team. You know, I'm just thinking of yeah. like, Oprah, yo, Oprah, buy a damn team, you know? I mean, but these conversations are real and these conversations are going to have to start being had by uh, pillars in our community. Like, now, I'm sure a lot of those people, uh, Diddy floated the idea, potentially wanted Diddy. to be. Uh, um, uh, NFL owner, remember that? Right. And and yeah, what was it? They was laughed it the, at uh, Carolina. What was uh, it? Was it? I Carolina? think it was Carolina. I think it was Carolina. Okay. And mm-hmm. you know they they wasn't gonna. They do laughed that. at them. They laughed. It's at the him. good old boys club. And 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 it was legit. A lot of, uh, uh, he was really from what it appeared to be from me reading a lot of stuff and just picking up on rumors and stuff. It appeared that he really legit looked at it and tried to gather up the, the um gather up the the finances, get a couple people in on potentially purchasing it, you know, getting a lot of like a, a net group together, a financing group together with a bunch of people bringing finances together, whether it's Ice Cube, whether it's all these people, you know, and of course it didn't go anywhere because, you know, it's not like the NFL was in a rush to hand over an NFL They won't let team. you win. Yeah. Yeah. over an NFL team you know, to, to a person of color let alone a black person. So, um, so yeah, so those things need to be discussed, but you can't give up your stage, your stage and and being able to broadcast to several million people during the, during the season, during the playoffs, it's just too good of an opportunity to give up, especially during this time. It's like, it's like having a microphone and giving it away pretty much. It's like you have a crowd of people here, that can all hear you with this microphone, but right, right. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use this microphone. And it's like, right. <laughs> like why would you do that? So that's my perspective as a. What and I agree, but all right. When I ask you about the Olympics, right? Think about the Olympics. What's one of the most like like just a moment in the Olympics that stands out overall? Do you know what I'm getting at? Oh man, black fist. You know? Right. You know what a statement that made back then? Think about that. Like that was a major statement. And but guess you what? Didn't have as much. Those yeah. those guys, those gentlemen, didn't have to run. They could have mm-hmm. took this, the approach that Kyrie and Avery Bradley once and say, you know what, we're going to protest by not competing. Yeah. So think about that. Think about how wild that is. Like, and that was about a, a twenty second clip, maybe a minute or two minutes, right? Yeah. Seriously. And Overall, granted. But- Granted, it destroyed their careers after, but it's an iconic uh, moment that'll never, ever be forgotten. Yeah, that's the thing that hurts. You know, they are icons. And those guys are heroes. Yeah. They are heroes and icons. No yeah, and, and, and that moment wouldn't have happened. That iconic moment wouldn't have been captured had they opted not to show up to the Olympics, which they could have done. And it was in their right to do so at that time, especially 
where, you know, there was the seventies, uh, uh, early, I think it was late sixties, early seventies, you know, black, mm-hmm. you know, the black Panthers were still prevalent, really prevalent. And that whole movement was happening at that time. And they could have easily just opted out and said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But they said, you know what? No, we're going to run. We're going to compete. We're not going to just run and compete. We're going to win, which they did. And then they gave the big F you at the end of it. It was that, that's the, that gives me chills talking about it, man. Like even just thinking about it. Cause you could see it. So yeah. That's as poetic but as that's real why stand up and, and sacrificing your career. Yes. And these players, that's the Maya, Maya, you know? and, the, and these players have the luxury to, they have way more runway than those athletes did back then. So exactly. it's a, it's upon them to use this advantage, use this, this gift that was given to them by those guys in the Muhammad Ali's and, and the, you know, Luau Cinder, AKA uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown, those guys laid the foundation for what the athlete is today and how they can express themselves. Without those guys, they couldn't express themselves today. So it's like, you have to use this stage because they, they, they sacrificed so much for you to be able to use this stage. I don't think they're thinking about it that way. You know, you, you feel what I'm saying? Oh, I definitely feel what you're saying. I think, I think uh, some players are, though. I believe LeBron is thinking that. Um, oh, yeah, well, I, yeah, LeBron, uh, he doesn't even count. Like, LeBron is on a different level yeah. socially. Like, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, he understands yeah. the moment and, and what it takes uh, as far as uh, getting out the message and making sure that message is uh, received by, you know, a ton of people. He understands that. He gets the bigger picture of it. And, you know, you know and, and at the end of it, just to close this uh, part out, at the end of it, I think they're going to go on with the season. They'll probably be, you know, 90% of the players are going to agree to this. There's going to be a small right. minority that's going to say, no, nah, we shouldn't. And, but I will say this, if you're in that small minority that don't want, that don't want to play because of, you know, genuine concerns, keep that same energy because once it passed, I don't want to see you in Orlando. Just saying that. You know, what's, you know who, who definitely wants this whole thing to happen? Who would definitely wants this whole league and this new format to be at Disney World? Who? The, player, the players' wives. Because then they can't oh, see yeah. everyone. Oh. <laughs> we got you locked in. We know where you're at. It's for real. I bet you. They're, they're all praying for it like this. Say, oh yeah, I can see you now. It ain't gonna be no more. It ain't gonna be no uh no CD Lamb incidents where he got to pull the phone away real quick. They right, gonna be right. there. They gonna be there. Everything. They gonna be there for brunch. They gonna be there for lunch, dinner. Oh, you going to the golf course to play with your friends? Okay, cool. Oh, you going to the club? Wait, I I could go to the club too. Let's go. Like so, dudes will be dudes will think, be meeting I ladies. Of, at- I think a lot of dudes <laughs> are probably thinking about that. Like, damn, I can't. I'm not, I'm gonna be two months with my family. Some of them don't want to be around their family that long. Let's keep it real. Yeah. And they're like, I gotta be two months with my oh. family and two months away from my mistress. <laughs> well, think about it. Yo, hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, girl, meet me at Space Mountain. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. <laughs> People be meeting at the rides and shit. Like, all right, I got you a free ticket. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of that. Disney World. Come in and get out. Uh, Honey, I'm going out with the guys. Yeah, it's going to be really like dudes got to really put their work in too, how to, how to finesse it too, to be real. Believe me. 90% of NBA players cheat. Yeah, for real. It's going to be a lot yeah. of finessing. But uh, yeah, so just want to throw in some other quick um, 
uh, news items real quick. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Island Iverson, uh, he received a, a new deal, like a trust fund from Reebok. Reebok. So yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. I, I didn't get a chance to cover it, but now I'm going to cover it because I think it's very significant. I mean, it's a 10-year deal, $32 million. Um, it matures. After the 10 years, obviously, he gets $32 million. It's great. It's a nice little uh, olive branch, a nice little, you know, nice coins from Reebok because, man, listen, the question, the answer, those were – Brother, I was just going to grab – All-time great sneakers. Uh, I had him in – I got him another room. You got him in what room, But I was just wearing them the other day. Yeah, yeah, they, they made Reebok. The OG I got one? the red tip. Red tip. Ah, I got yeah. the OG ones. Yeah, I need those. I need those. And I, I take the blue ones, though. I, if I can't get the red ones, I would take the blue ones. But, I love the blue ones, actually. But it's I just, probably I arguably the they got to be arguably the greatest Reebok basketball sneakers ever. Gotta be. Gotta they gotta be. be. You know, Hands down, if you ask me. I mean, to this day, they look fantastic. I wish maybe Sean Kemp number two, maybe with the Sean uh, Kemp. Oh, but you got to remember Shaq with the uh, what's the hypnotized ones that had the lines going up. I had those as a kid. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I can't remember Shaq attacks. I think they were called shag attack, mm -hmm. but yeah, but you know, so that's cool for Allen Iverson to get that. You know, I mean, he's he's made that company a shit ton of money. So thirty two million is uh, you know pennies to that to Reebok, but at least he's getting something. And you know, let's be honest, it ain't like he don't need it. <laughs> he fucked up. Yeah, he did. He messed up a lot of money, Chuck. You know, he yeah, did. but he you know did. that happens. He blew a lot. It happens being around family and divorces and things of that. Bad nature. managers. Bad yep. managers. Uh, those types of things happen, unfortunately. But um, it's cool to see that he's getting a little slice of pie. Hopefully he can make it to the end of that trust fund. You know, we want to see Allen around in his 50s, you know. So shout, good, good shout out to Allen Iverson. Uh, and also another news item, the Florida law for uh, college students. So for those of you who don't know out there, the governor of Florida, you know, Ron DeSantos, he passed pretty much the same bill that, Gavin Newsom passed in California in regards okay. to uh, name, image, and likeness. So it's a name, image, and likeness bill that he passed, like California, to benefit college players getting paid for their image, name, and likeness. So this is huge. This is what college athletes, in a good way, been dying to, to have done, you know, because these big D1 schools, they make millions millions and millions and millions of dollars off of these college athletes uh student athletes and these student athletes don't get paid us a, a penny now i know some of you out there think that for whatever reason you think that essentially paying you know for a school a, a kid's tuition and by the way those kids still have to maintain a certain grade level to even keep that tuition so they're not they're not guaranteed it's not like a guaranteed contract, regardless of how you perform. Well, you know, teachers. Yeah, just so you know. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Teacher, oh, we, we know teachers. We know the finagling. They sign off. Yeah, yeah. The finag yeah. the finagling. But the point is, these these college students, they don't get paid, and they make these universities millions of dollars. I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars, and these college students don't get paid. So I'm I never was the type to advocate for college. Uh, for, for colleges to pay athletes directly. Um, I know the logistics and how difficult that would be for cer certain colleges. But the fact that 
college students can't make money off of their name likeness and image is insane to me. And how it's been able to be like this for the beginning of time is like insane to me. And and, and mm-hmm. for anyone who's against that, your brain is broken if you're against that. Like, or you're just an asshole. You're or you're just up. an asshole. Or you're just an asshole. Or mm-hmm. you're just ignorant. You don't understand like how this whole how this okay. works out logistically. But it's cool to see Florida get on that train. I think a lot of uh, states are going to get on that train instead of waiting for the federal government to pass a law. They're just going to have the states are going to have to do it on their own and say, hey, listen, if you have an opportunity to make some money off of your name, whether it's from a local. Listen, we're in radio. We know how this works as far as marketing is concerned, how sales and advertising is concerned. A lot of that business comes from local businesses. Mm -hmm. So these kids more than likely will be making a bulk of their money off of local businesses, the dealerships, the uh, local restaurants, these types of things. This autograph is nice, signings. Yeah, yeah, autograph signings. This is nice change for some of these kids who from from broken homes and you know from shitty places. You know, I I'm one of them. Shit, I'm from a shitty place. You know, we mm-hmm. you know how it is. Like so, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it's cool to have them be in a position to do that. You know, and. Hopefully more states will follow. So you don't have a situation like USC where they pretty much eradicated um, that whole team because yeah, that, that's, that's one of the worst things ever. Yeah. They took Reggie Bush's uh, Heisman trophy from them, but yet no one talks about, you know, Reggie Bush that season or that time at college sold the most more jerseys than NFL players. Like, that jersey at USC was selling everywhere. He didn't get a dime from that shit. Ready. It's still selling. Some, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That number five jersey is still selling. Come on, man. And it goes all Come to on. the university. He don't you get remember any that, of that team? Bro, that was a, a uh that was like the Chicago Bulls. Do you remember like oh, in college man. everybody would talk about they were about, if you didn't even like college sports, you knew. USC. They were like the equivalents of the of the Rams in the NFL. When the Rams were good, everyone was like the greatest show on turf. Like, they were the hottest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was a fan. That's right. That's right. They were, the, like, the college version of the Rams. Yeah. Kurt Warner. Yeah. Kurt you Warner had, you and, had uh, Kurt Warner with uh, – Marshall Falk? Marshall no, Falk. Marshall Falk. Okay. Tory Hole, Isaac Bruce. There you so go. You there had you go. the star players. Just like you had in USC, you had the star players. I mean, Reggie Bush was – oh, my God. Larger than life. He's the biggest, he's the biggest college athlete. Uh, as far as I, since I've been watching, oh, as far man. as football goes, he was the most popular, delivered the most, and he was a superstar in college. I've never seen anything like that, uh, you know, in any, honestly, any real college sport, you know, I guess he, he was like a LeBron James if LeBron went to college yeah, type he, of deal. Well, most like that's how mesmerizing he was. Most definitely. I mean, he was a great college player, and it sucks to see that his whole legacy was pretty much wiped out because of, uh, Allegedly receiving it's coming funds. back though, and this now this that will make that, it that bill, back. yeah, that bill. See, California passed that bill, so now that that bill has been passed, hopefully they can reinstate a lot of those championships. Uh, you know, because right now they they've stricken that championship from the record. They've taken his Heisman Trophy, and it's like for what he made a couple bucks on the side because the university refused to give him any of the millions of dollars he made for them. Like, come on. You know what I mean? So I'm going to tell you, well, this is that they don't care about that, Chuck, in my opinion, right? The owners don't care about this one guy. 
No. They just don't want it. Plus, they the don't boosters. want to start paying people. They the don't boosters. want to start paying yeah. everybody. So they're like, shoot. Uh, all right. Well, anytime there's a little infraction, we're going to strip you of everything, this and that. And they just do that so it sets a precedent where players don't want money. But the, the fact is, yes, they should be paid, especially these superstars. If these coaches can get $10 million a year, you know, come on. So it, it, not everybody – I guarantee most college football fans who are, you know, just let's say you watch a game, you don't really know the coach like that unless he's been there a while. But, yeah. no, you care about the players. I never saw anybody rock a, a – you know, a Mike Shanahan jersey or whatever it is. <laughs> I never saw that. I never saw anybody uh, rock a, like, um, a hoodie. Um, like A Mike Gundy jersey. Right? Come on, man. So a double, A Dabo Sweeney jersey. Look, and I mean, college football is the worst, too, because you have to play at least three seasons to be drafted oh in the NFL. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's so, yo, criminal. you are really – you could be – It's thank you. Yeah. It's criminal. It's criminal. It, if you're behind that system, then again, your brain is broken. It's like mm-hmm. these, I get like, again, logistically, it, it couldn't work for all universities to actually pay college athletes, but that doesn't mean you can't allow them to make money on their own in a free market in a free quote unquote free society. I can't go right? and make money from an advertising company that has nothing so to do with go- the university. Right. So could, could I have legal. a part-time job? Could I have a part-time job? You know what I'm saying? So if I, if I work for your university, what's the difference if I have a part-time job, let's say a Burger King or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm getting well, paid. I'm doing a job. An endorsement is a job. Exactly. If I it doesn't matter how a, much they pay. Yeah. If they I, pay you what you're worth. Listen, if I wanted to be a brand ambassador for Jake's auto body in Tallahassee, Florida, and I play for uh, damn you, Miami University of Miami, but I'm right. making money from a local, like I said, a local uh, uh, auto body shop or something like that as a brand ambassador, which is a job. Right. So how again, criminal? It's a job. <laughs> it's absolutely criminal that they've been able to get away with this. But again, I'm glad to see Florida get on the train. Glad to see. Uh, 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 California kind of start the conductor, kind of start this thing flowing, and hopefully we start seeing more uh, states follow. That's all we can hope for 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 the college athletes. I'll be honest. I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, I think it's it's a it's another form of racism too, in a way. I don't know. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. See, so, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. For I bringing mean, that up. that's that's why everything needs to change. It's the whole systematic yes. way. That's another part of it. It's, I literally just broke this down to you, like. And to people out there listening, I, I broke this down. Think about this. They are saying, and they've been saying this from the beginning of time, that you as a college athlete can't not make any money using your name, your image, and your likeness. So all of these people are exploiting these kids, millions of dollars, EA Sports, exploiting these kids. They're not even getting a check for them using their likeness. And that's supposed to be good? How? <laughs> like, in what world? Like, oh, in a world filled with oppression, oppressing mm-hmm. certain type of people. Who's going to need the money mostly? It's going to be people of color. A lot of these white kids, no offense, are from privileged households. Baker Mayfield's family's rich. Johnny Manziel's family was rich. Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, Josh Rosen. His family is a house of doctors. Brother, yeah. And you know what's so funny? Chuck, 
a lot of the really good white athletes, they're really good because they had a lot of money to really train. They get extra coaching. Really, Thank I'm you. just, I'm being. Thank I, you. It's the truth. <laughs> and we can talk about Wally, the Wally Zerbiaks of the world. You know, all these high draft picks we've seen yeah. in the NBA. Um, Listen, it's, it's I love, I love, I love McCaffrey, Ed McCaffrey. Uh, Ed, I said his father's name, Ed uh, McCaffrey, right? His father's Ed McCaffrey. He played in the NFL. He was on the championship Denver Broncos. You think that didn't yeah. help him a little bit? Of course. Of course different, it did. Different. So yeah, those access. kids don't need the money. It's the different things. That's the whole thing. Access. Right. Those kids don't need the right. money. Right. So, so it's a little different. It's a little different for them. But like you said, I hadn't thought about it that deeply. But you got a good point there. Of course, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, all of it is systematic. It is. Everything. So that's the great thing about this time. I'll say this is feels like a lot of people are catching on or they're opening. Absolutely. And, and the whole system has to be the way. And I, I really hate to say to be this dark, but this is, I felt like this for a long time. Certain people need to just pass away, man. These old people with that old mentality need to I'm pass away here. and stop passing it on to their grandkids. I'm rolling with you. Say it. I'm just being real. These old, these old men get that. You know, you know, it's time. You did enough. I, I'm, anyway, ro- I'm rolling. Sorry I'm, about I'm, that. I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm rolling. I'm I went a little dark on that one. I went a little. No, it ain't dark. It ain't. It ain't dark. It's it's the truth, and that's what we do on this podcast. We just gonna give you the uncut truth, whether you like it or not. It's just the that's truth. right. I'm a- you take I'm it. I'm on voice junkies. Yes. Yes. You take yes. it as you as you feel free to take it, but we're gonna give it to you. We're gonna give you our truth. Mm-hmm. That's all we can do. But I'm with let's it. get into uh you know future stuff that you're getting into. What what's some stuff you got on the docket? Some stuff that you have planned coming up. Ah, uh, what do I have planned or what? I do see I you had an interview. Plans? I have to watch the interview. I seen you had a, uh the interview on IG Live. That's at Radio Ruddy. Keep that in mind. I, I seen you had a um. An interview with Mike, uh, uh, the ruler, right? Or Mike Ruler? DJ uh, Big DJ, Mike, yeah. DJ, DJ Big, Big Mike. Mike, the ruler. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. You know what? Go check that out. Yeah, I have to actually. I have to check it out myself. So yeah, I want y'all to check that out too. He said a lot. He talked about a lot. Of course, if you don't know, DJ Big Mike is he infamous in the mixtape game? He's up there yes. with the dramas, and you know, he, he really, especially hey, during that era, we love. Yes, the G Unit era. The yes. you know. Uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Like cool. that's, yeah, when mixtapes matter. This is oh, not when albums were called mixtapes, but yeah. when like this, you know, it, you you go to New York City and if you, your mixtape was right there, it meant something. Um, you know, he talked about a lot, his 2011 arrest for doing mixtapes. right. Drama also got uh-huh. raided by the feds. Yep. All those, uh, one of my favorite interviews, I guess, Chuck, what I've been really doing is just trying to go hard as, as far as just doing more interviews with different people from all different walks of life, Yes. whether it's DJs. I got a great interview up there. We talk sports, um, voice junkie. So um, I got an interview with a 16-year-old uh, sports agent who started his own sports management company. That's and insane, he has people, a lot of people from overseas, a lot of big three players, uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis, a few NBA players. And he's really like doing things that I never saw before. That's up on IGTV at Radio Ruddy. That's what I've been trying to do. You know, that's what I've been doing just to stay busy. Um, I'll tell you this though, Chuck, I, I really want to get back on the air just for that platform. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Every, you know, everything. I think every, everyone's kind of itching to get back. I'm just unsure, you know, at this time, because you know, everybody's in furlough or a lot of people are in furlough in every job. So, you know, we'll see. It's different for different. It's different depending on the industry. 
that you're in, <laughs> unfortunately, right, right. you know, and, and we're not at the bottom by any means yet. People think that, you know, everyone's getting kind of, I see everyone's getting kind of complacent and they're starting to get a little happy and no, we're not out the woods yet. Still wear your masks out there when you, especially when you're indoors, you're going in places Wear your goddamn mask. What are you doing? Wear your mask. Um, if you don't have I'm one, I'm free. I'm free. I love this thing. <laughs> hey, this is a free country. Like, oh man. Yeah, it is a free out. country. Put... You're free to gamble with your life, but you're not free to gamble right. with my life. Right. Right. Come on, man. So like, yeah, do, do, are, it's the same people who say I'm not wearing a seatbelt. Okay, you dumbass. Go ahead. And you're the you one that's gonna go enough? through the window. Right. So right. through the windshield. So. uh Hey, free will, man. Do you? I'm going to do me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, uh, by all means, guys, check out at Radio Ready on all social media platforms. His interviews are all on IGTV. It's easy to get there. You know what IG is. So check it out. It's really in, uh, insightful. A lot of good conversations. I'm going to check out that um, Mike Derula one. And I, I think I might go check out that, uh, that agent one with the kid you said. Uh, not kid. Yeah. I can't yeah. even call him a kid. But. Uh, the young man that you have for uh for... 16 yeah he's a kid 16 is cool oh, okay well yeah yeah I, damn you know what though not I'm even not... driving shit i'm i'm yeah i'm i'm getting up there i'm about old enough to probably be i'm older than his father <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, man, it's all good. but anyway yeah so that's cool so that that's this week's episode of the voice junkie podcast we had to get in some nba i i want to uh thank my 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 good friend radio ready for showing up uh, so yeah, check you guys out later. Peace. Peace.